Welcome to The Inner Circle, the podcast bringing you into honest conversations about climate action. Together, we'll talk to business owners, experts, activists, and others who are working on circular economy initiatives on the ground. We'll uncover what we're doing right, where people are going wrong, and what needs to be done to change the system to value people and the planet. Together, we're making the impossible possible. Welcome back to The Inner Circle. My name is Erin Andrews. I'm the founder and executive director of Impact Zero, and I'm so happy to have you back with me this week to talk about all things circular economy. So first things first, we are in another lockdown. Lockdown, I guess, number three. They're calling this the third wave in Ontario, um, which honestly sucks, but, um, you know, one positive glimmer of light could be that we have our upcoming circular networking night on Monday. So while we may not be able to see our friends in real life, and I would love so much to be able to host these events in person, honestly, and have like a whole thing about it. um, For now, we are stuck to doing this online. So even though it's an online event, it is still honestly super fun to meet everybody in the way that we do it. So this month we're going to be doing um, like a speed dating, speed networking type thing where it's like one-on-one chats. And the idea is you're going to like practice basically sharing your story with every person that you meet. So it's coming up on Monday as mentioned. If you want to join... Um, The only requirement is that you're working on circular economy or interested in the circular economy um, and working on it in Canada. So it's currently scoped at just Canadian uh, partners, but if you would love to join, I would be so happy to have you uh, come hang out with us so you can register for that and get your ticket there. It's free option or an optional donation. Um, You can get the tickets there on our website at impactzero.ca, and I will also link the Um, put all the links and all the relevant stuff in the show notes so you can access that later on. Um, Something else that's super exciting that I think I mentioned last week is that um, we have our our annual general meeting in May for the board. So this year we're really focusing on growing the organization, having a really big emphasis on fundraising and strategic partnerships. So if you are someone that has experienced fundraising or are super well connected in the circular economy space, um, or honestly, even just like sustainability space, because we're totally happy to bring the circular economy message to organizations that care about sustainability and really show them the importance of thinking circular. Um, So if you're someone who either um, wants to be on a board, has fundraising experience, knows people that could help us, um, then I would totally encourage you to apply for our board of directors. The applications are open now and they are going to be open until April 15th. So you have about two weeks to submit your application. And if you are interested in that, I would totally encourage you to do it. Um, Everybody who is going to be kind of like gone through a first process, like a screening process, um, qualified candidates will be having an interview with myself and our chair. And then after that, we'll vote on the seats 
in our May meeting. So it'll happen at the end of May. But um, applications are open April 15th. So get those in if that is something that you are interested in. Okay, so lastly, um, I, I kind of teased this last week, but I ran it past the board and everything is so far pretty like on track to, to getting going. So um, in the next little while, you will be seeing some updates coming from us about how individuals can get involved in a meaningful way in the transition to a circular economy because it feels so systemic and it feels like there's no way for, um, you know, just like one person to change anything. Um, But we wanted to make a space that encourages individuals to take collective action um, and also connects individuals to companies that we have vetted, basically, to say that they are properly circular or they at least have a founder who gets it and is working towards being circular, like genuinely. So um, I don't have anything to share in terms of like signing up for that right away. However, if you do want to stay up to date on what's going on, um, I would encourage you to subscribe to our monthly newsletter. Um, just because in those, like I send operational updates and ways for individuals to take action already. So, um, like every month there's something that's like, oh, you know, sign this petition or call this person or whatever. Um, but in probably the next newsletter, so the April one already went out, but, um, the next month's one will, you know, probably have more information about this. So if you are interested and want to stay up to date on that, then please sign up for our newsletter. You can also get that on our website and I will put links to that in the show notes as well. So those are all the updates that I had in terms of what's going on at Impact Zero. It feels like it's always changing, but as always, I would like to spotlight one of our business members who's already in the network because I love them and I know that you will love them as well. So this week we are featuring Elva's All Naturals. So Kirsten from Elva's All Naturals um, is a Canadian working to basically grow this movement that we like to call the Toxic Chemical Rebellion. Kirsten and her family are passionate about their mission to help people detoxify their personal environments, their homes, families, our precious oceans, the earth, and everything that we share. And ultimately, they want to improve everybody's quality of life. So you can join them by saying yes to products that are healthy and come from plants and other good things like sea salt. Their products are made with great care from certified organic, natural ingredients to essential oils. All of their products are 100% biodegradable, eco-friendly, and always cruelty-free. If you'd like to join Kirsten and detoxify your skincare, hair care, and home cleaning products, and in a refillable format, you can learn more at elvasallnaturals.com. So that's E-L-V-A-S-A-L-L-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. And you can learn more about the awesome work that they are doing there. So this week we are chatting with Lindsay from Unwrap It, which is a startup that is trying to eliminate that corporate waste. If you have worked in a corporation and you have attended literally any event ever, or honestly going to trade shows even, um, you have probably been frustrated about the amount of stuff that gets given away um, and probably soon tossed away after these sorts of events. So Lindsay and her team are working to 
find a better solution that is not just eliminating the waste, but providing the same, if not more value to the participants who are receiving these gifts. So I'm going to let Lindsay talk more, obviously, about Unwrap It, but this is a really interesting example of something that is considered circular in the sense that it is, you know, adding value to services, not it's being mindful of, you know, both the natural resource extraction and the waste associated with the gifting. Um, and it's a way of kind of like sharing and optimizing this kind of like value exchange without using, you know, so much stuff unnecessarily. So um, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the inner circle. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, So before we get into everything in detail, first, do you mind giving us a quick overview about yourself, your kind of pathway up to working with Unwrap It? Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was laughing at the fact that I think my probably earliest sort of memory of, you know, my interest in sustainability, I think was actually in grade four, we did a whole unit about the rainforest and and about (laughs) what was happening in the rainforest in the Amazon. And I remember that so vividly, there was a whole acting of things and I was wearing a green costume and I remember drawing a toucan. So there's there's definitely been sustainability in my, in my, in my genes for a long time, for sure. But um, for me now today, the way I've the way I've come to unwrap it um, as co-founder of Unwrap It is that, you know, I've had an interesting career journey for sure. Um, I went to university, and uh, I actually then moved to the UK, and I lived and worked and worked in the UK for a few years. I worked in London, and I worked specifically in the events industry, which was really awesome, um, great experience, and really enjoyed that. And when I came back to Canada, I, you know, I actually decided to go and work in the nonprofit sector at that time. I, I had lost a really young, a young friend to breast cancer, which was really tough and tragic at the time. And she really inspired me to, you know, do something for her and do something better. Um, and so I went into the nonprofit sector and worked for um, a breast cancer uh, charity specifically for a few years and ultimately really enjoyed that. I really um, loved being part of that whole, whole sector and then ultimately decided to Um, move more into the women's leadership space. Um, I had worked with so many amazing female leaders in the time that I was in the nonprofit sector and and had this opportunity to go and work for the Women's Executive Network. So I did that for a few years. Um, And, you know, over over the time, there's just always been kind of this draw to sort of the social impact space for me. And uh, my most recent experience was working for an engineering company that actually used recycled car tires to manufacture products for the construction industry. So that was actually my first exposure to the true sort of circular economy and uh, was really an Mm -hmm. awesome experience as well. And it was serendipitous timing that uh, I came to unwrap it at the time I met with Peter, one of my co-founders and, and we came together to create unwrap it. So that's a little bit about my long and winding from, (laughs) from grade four rainforest (laughs) projects to, to today, the co-founder of unwrap it. Wow. That is a very diverse (laughs) set of experiences. (laughs) Um, That's really cool. Okay. So then um, when you and Peter met, I'm just curious for my own interest now, Um, but so did you both um, kind of meet up 
find this problem? Because if you had worked in the event space, you kind of obviously got a sense of the issue of waste and, and gifting. Um, so did you kind of both come together and then come up with unwrapped it or, or, or unwrap it? Yeah. Um, or like, how did, how did that work? Cause co-founder stories are always interesting. To <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And it is a great story. Um, there was an iteration of unwrap that existed sort of in the past. Peter had this concept before, but it was in a B to C, um, uh, sort of concept before. And he recognized that there was a lot more opportunity for impact, frankly, in the B2B space and actually, you know, doing it and looking at getting more involved in a bigger business community. And so, you know, I think he sort of, he set out to find um, co-founders very deliberately. It was a very deliberate co-founder search. Um, I've talked about this a few times to a few different people, but it's such an interesting story because yes, we didn't know each other. Peter and Talon and me, we didn't know each other before all of this. And what drew me to the concept, so that the concept, you know, at a very high level existed um, when Peter was looking for this co-founder, but we've obviously the three of us together have iterated and honed in on it much more clearly over the last sort of six months or so. Um, but what drew me to the concept was first and foremost, the you know, the sustainability piece, the fact that there was an opportunity for me to continue my, my career in a social impact space um, and do something really interesting and different, obviously coming from an events background and, you know, I'll explain in a few minutes why that's relevant, but coming from an events background was interesting as well because Unwrap It certainly has a home there for sure. Um, and then also at the time, you know, Peter made it very clear that he was wanting Unwrap It right from the get-go to be um, hopefully a, a B Corp, a B Corporation. And so that really drew me to the concept as well, because that was something that I've always sort of aspired to either work for or have a business that is a B Corp. And so that was, that was key for me for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so um, maybe also it'd be helpful to, to give a sense of what Unwrap It is for the listeners. So kind of what, what was your, I guess, problem statement and how does mm -hmm. Unwrap It solve that? Sure. Yeah. The problem statement is that, you know, it's an amazing, an amazing sort of stat, but the, the corporate gifting market in North America. So this isn't just events. This is, you know, you sending chocolate baskets at the holiday time period or sending clients a thank you, you know, at the end of a deal and that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's estimated to be over $125 billion um, in North America alone. And of course, mm -hmm. you can imagine that the vast majority of that is physical gifts, which of course, ultimately are, you know, destined for landfill. Um, and all of that has to be, of course, manufactured, packaged, shipped, etc. And so the problem really is, you know, at the end of the day, we, we think that sort of the conventional way of giving corporate gifts and swag is being or should be or could be, um, you know, rendered obsolete by a few big things. And the first being, of course, the shift over the last year, um, people, more and more people are working from home, they're attending events virtually. And that was already happening. That shift was happening prior to the pandemic, of course. Um, but, you know, of course, it, it was accelerated over the last year. Um, and so the virtual piece is really key and I think will continue to be for, you know, for a long time, even as things return to more and more, you know, quote unquote normal, um, we'll still see people working from home more so than they did before, I think. And we'll still see, um, you know, virtual events or hybrid events happening where in-person events may have been the go-to prior. Um, the second thing is, you know, consumer preferences. People are expecting more and more and more, you know, always expecting to up the ante. And so that sort of cool factor is needed whenever, you're looking at giving gifts and doing things, you know, like swag and promotional materials. And I think the last thing, and obviously what relates most to this conversation is the climate crisis. And the fact that, you know, thankfully, I think people more and more are becoming more aware of their, you know, their own consumerism and their own, what they're consuming and, and not more knowledgeable of sustainability. And so 
I think people are going to an, to events or they're getting things, they're getting stuff <laughs> from, mm-hmm. um, you know, from companies and they're, you know, they're starting to say, Hey, like, you know, not really great that I'm getting another plastic water bottle or another mouse pad or another pen, you know, all of these things are, I think people are more aware of it. So for all of those reasons, you know, we feel like the problem was ultimately there, right. And probably, you know, it's the whole thing of start a business to solve a problem. You know, we felt there was an urgent need to sort of reclaim and reimagine the way that corporate gifts are given. Um, You know, it doesn't have to feel corporate. It can feel really fun and human and, you know, also be sustainable. Um, And that's, that's ultimately what drove us to create Unwrap It in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, I know like for myself, like have it, cause I worked at um, in the corporate world for Mm -hmm. a number of years before doing this stuff. Um, And it's interesting because I even noticed in the five years that I was there, like it wasn't that long, but it was a really fast um, transition from like, oh, this is a cool gift that I got at this event to, oh my gosh, really? Do we need more gifts? <laughs> and it was almost like a negative experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you see like that being even like a customer experience, like v- shared values kind of thing as well? To feel For like- sure. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. And I guess, you know, the one thing I would say, and I'm always very conscious of this is, you know, at the end of the day, it's that whole classic thing of, you know, what is it? What's the saying? Imperfect action is better than, um, you know, (laughs) imperfect action is better than perfect inaction, I think is the saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, our whole theory is that, you know, the more, the more that we can take stuff out of event gifting, corporate gifting, you know, donor thank yous, all of these employee engagement, all of these ways that gifts are given, the more that we can take the stuff out of it, um, you know, the better for sure. But we also recognize that, you know, I think you said it, Aaron, like it's no one, no one company has created this challenge that we have now and no one company is going to solve it. And, you know, at the end of the day, if everyone does their part and everyone does a little bit, as you've just mentioned, and people are more conscious of what they're getting, I think we'll, we'll keep moving that, that needle along, right? We'll see, mm-hmm. we'll see improvement over time for sure. Yeah. It's the accumulation of all the baby steps everyone takes. Yeah, totally. yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's like building a business. (laughs) It is. You got it. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, going to an event or or getting a gift from somebody that is sustainable and is interesting, you know, you're going to notice that it's that, you know, I also have, you know, put on my sales hat for a moment and say it's that stickiness (laughs) factor, right. Of like, you know, you want your thing to be memorable. And so in this case, we've created this really cool virtual gifting platform that's memorable and it gives the end, end gift recipient a really cool, fun experience. Um, but, but, you know, inherently through the, the gift that they're receiving, that's either digital, charitable, practical, um, you know, or experiential, it's also not destined for landfill and it's also sustainable, which is a really cool tie back. And certainly, um, you know, it certainly bodes well for the company and, or, you know, the event organizer, et cetera, that's offering the gift. Right. Mm-hmm, definitely. And so um, how how would it work then? Because when I imagine like virtual gifting, I was on your website and I saw that there were kind of some like inspirational type things mm-hmm. there as well. But how so how would it work um, in terms of, you know, making it still a really impactful experience? Because like mm-hmm. I totally get why companies do it the way they do it now because like physical products and like having you know someone walking around with like your brand on it I get that so how do you um still satisfy the business need to have like those marketing materials but then making it digital it's a it's a big problem it's a conundrum (laughs) it is absolutely yeah no it's a great question 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've done it really well, and I think um, we're really excited for people to see it because um, I think that you know, again, I come from this event background. I know I know how tough it is to value to sorry to provide value for sponsors even, you know, in an in-person event context, never mind, you know, in a virtual or hybrid context, you know, hybrid brings a whole other level of complexity where you want the individuals who are, you know, you know attending from their computer screens, potentially at home or the office um, to have the same experience or a similar experience, at least to those in person, right? So mm-hmm. the way, you know, we, we certainly, when we envisioned and unwrap it from the very beginning, of course, we were coming at it from the sustainability piece and, you know, designing out the waste, you know, and making sure that the, the options that were being provided, you know, didn't have that component to it. But that was our sort of ma- other main piece was we have to provide value and have to provide um, brand connectability for sure through that. So there's a number of different ways that we do that. The actual platform itself is all customizable. It can all be branded. So it looks and feels like the event or the company or whatever, um, you know, that's using it, which is really cool. So if somebody's using it for employee engagement or someone's using it for an event, they can brand it. They can put their, you know, corporate colors, their logo, their imagery, their everything into the platform, um, which is really great from their perspective. And then the other thing that's really cool from a sponsorship and branding perspective perspective is Um, the ability for us to showcase brands and sponsors. So for example, a specific type of gift at an event could be sponsored or supported by a company. And that company's branding is alongside the gift options that are provided. Um, And there's some cool, you know, really fun interactivity pieces where um, participants can high five the sponsors. We've built in a little thank you, you know, a thank you sort of widget for people to be able to um, allow questions to be asked, et cetera. So there is a few different places for um, interactivity and it certainly takes away from sort of the one dimensionality of it for sure and makes it much more two-dimensional and and, and interactive so that ultimately these event attendees are interacting with the brands and the sponsors, which is of course great value to them. um, And of course aligns their brand to these meaningful connections that we're making in a really sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even because like for Impact Zero, we do networking events and we're trying to engage sponsors in them. And it's really hard, as you mentioned, being online. It's like, how do you have some sort of like actually like worthwhile sponsorship <laughs> deal with someone? Um, and part of that is the even the metrics to get back at the end of it. So it seems like there's like huge opportunity there huge. to like track that once after you do the handoff, you know, it's like yeah. what happens next? Yeah, exactly. And the other element too, is that the platform itself, you know, the, the individual receiving the gift has choice. That's the other big differentiator for us is that, you know, normally someone goes to an event and they get, you know, they're given their swag bag and, you know, it's kind of, I would say to my kids, you get what you get and you don't get upset, right? It's the same (laughs) concept. You get your swag bag and you like it or you leave it. And you know, that's, that's that. Whereas in this case with Unwrap It, again, the other cool thing we've built in is this choice. Um, element. And so the individual can actually choose from a few different types of sort of themes. So like a gift I can download, a gift I can stream, a gift I can enjoy, a gift I can experience, a gift I can pay forward is the big thing. So we want to always have a charitable element built into it. Um, and I think that will be really key as well um, for people to feel like the event, sorry, rather the gift was personalized for them. Uh, because they can choose what they like, you know, and they can see the thing that resonates most with them. Um, and we see the opportunity for that to sort of be a, 
you know, a win-win-win as we say, because the extra win is that in some cases there might even be like a net positive impact where you're going to see people choosing a charitable option or mm -hmm. choosing a bike share um, credit for a period of time or that sort of thing. So not only are we taking the waste out, but we're actually adding value back in um, potentially depending on what the person chooses for their gift. Right. So you, then you could like support the sharing economy with like that bike thing or exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or like planting trees, like planting trees in someone's honor or, you know, showing, you know, giving them the opportunity to choose a charity of their choice. Um, so all of those things are definitely options as well. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it could even potentially have like a cost saving element to it. Like if someone's like, cause if you go to an event, say you make however many numbers of units of swag that then gets stored in a box for years and years to come. Um, and, but if you have something like this then it's like, you only would have to like, I guess, pay for what actually gets used potentially. Like, I don't know, I may be making that up, yeah. but it's kind of like, maybe that's a benefit as well. Yeah. I think that you can definitely be more, um, What's the word I'm looking for? More specific and more targeted um, in, in, in what you're going to do for sure. I mean, I've been that person. I hate to admit, I've been that person who's, you know, procured the stuff for the event and I've ordered the boxes and boxes of swag. And, it, you know, as you just said, it showed up, we've stuffed it in bags and there's inevitably some of it left over. And, you know, sure, you try and recycle it or, or you know, give it to someone, et cetera. But, you know, we, we know that that doesn't work very well. The events industry has historically been a very wasteful industry. And so, um, you know, certainly everything moving to a virtual or hybrid um, world over the last little while has forced people to do things differently. And I think that, you know, we can really help them to solve the challenge, the problem that they're having. Um, you know, it has been a stuff, a stuff based business, right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's, that's traditionally been really hard to break. Um, but I, you know, obviously it's going to be easier now. Um, and I think also, as you know, as we've mentioned a few times, I think everyone is just a, a lot more aware of it now and a lot more, um, conscious of making these good decisions about how to, you know, make their events more sustainable and their gifting generally more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm very excited to see this. Um, so, okay. So we kind of have chatted about like what you guys are doing why is this problem? Why your solutions are, are really great. But I, I, I like to keep it real on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah. um, I also want to know like what, what barriers still exist um, when it comes to not just unwrap it, but also uh, more generally in making a more sustainable gifting space. I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but if you could like think of the main ones, like what do you think? those barriers. Sure. Yeah. On the more like unwrap it business side of it, I think, you know, the, you know, we're in, we're a tech startup at the end of the day, we're still having those common sort of startup challenges. And as I'm sure you can imagine, we have, we're three co-founders working together um, and we're wearing all the hats <laughs> right now <laughs> and, and ensuring that we keep a, you know, a laser focus on our product for sure. It's really easy to get distracted. We're having so many amazing conversations with with companies around you know mostly North America but I spoke to someone the other day from Australia I have a couple of calls over the next few weeks with people in the UK and so lots of people looking for solutions here as we've talked about to their problems and it's easy to get distracted because of course everyone has you know has a thought or a suggestion or how oh, have you thought about this or this would be really great for us so that's probably one of our I wouldn't say barriers but challenges for sure is to stay stay focused and ensure that we can um, you know, provide a product and an, an opportunity for people to, 
um, you know, create, you know, to, to choose a sustainable option for the most number of people possible, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the other, you know, the other not challenge or barrier per se, but, you know, you kind of touched on is that a lot of people are still, you're still thinking like there's a certain amount of, you know, physical element that they want to do. So again, I think I mentioned this right off the top. We're, we're not saying it has to be all or nothing. Again, it's the whole, you know, imperfect action piece. You can use Unwrap It and use the Unwrap It platform, you know, in your corporate gifting or, you know, in your employment, employee engagement um, opportunities, for example, and, you know, potentially still do some physical things if that's what you feel you need to do. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the hope is that you're still maybe eliminating, you know, 50% or whatever percentage out of what you normally would have been purchasing, procuring, you know, shipping, packaging, all of these things. Um, any, anything is better than nothing, right? So that's where we're trying to be really open-minded as well and make sure that we're supporting um, companies to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Actually, you have me thinking now, I'm going to ideate a little bit with you. Mm. Um, but so you have kind of the, like the virtual options. Um, I, this might be veering away from your whole goal because this would then bring things back to be like product-based, but um, I wonder if there's opportunity to also help people source like circular swag, you know, that's like made yeah. from recycled content or whatever. Yeah, we have, we've definitely talked about that. That's not, we're not looking at that right now. I do think we have a sort of, we've, we've cut, said a few times, we put a pin in that for the meantime, our focus mm -hmm. at the moment, again, is that whole, like, you know, instead of the water bottles, the mouse pads, you know, it's the way to give these interesting, a variety of interesting gifts virtually. So, you know, it's the showtime subscriptions and the virtual wine tours and donating to charity and getting your furniture assembled by TaskRabbit, like all of these kind of cool things, you know, the head, you know, Calm app and things that you may want to try, but you've never tried before. And ultimately, um, we're working on, you know, we're, we're focused on that for the meantime. But I do think there is, there's certainly many, um, there's many cool products out there for sure. I think what we're trying to stay away from is the shipping element. Um, because from a logistical perspective, number one, it's such a challenge. People are not necessarily working from their offices at the moment. And so getting people something physically is very difficult. There's a whole host of security issues, et cetera. We don't have people's home addresses um, and event organizers are really challenged by that. So we're solving that logistical nightmare, frankly, for them by offering them a way to do it virtually. Um, and then the second thing is, you know, we all know that the actual shipping itself is, is not particularly sustainable, right? So we want to try and, and minimize that too. So I think, you know, there's certainly things that we, we would consider in some ways, but for now we're sticking with the purely um, anything that can be delivered virtually, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And especially if you need proof of concept first or not you know mm -hmm. see like the the reception from people because yeah. I think having that in addition is, is probably what most people would end up doing right yeah and there's so there are you know gifts for good for example is an amazing another amazing company doing great things and if you you know if people want to do something physical they can do that and you know you can have a look at their website and they have they're doing some really cool um, things that are supporting you know both environment and people etc um but at the end of the day, of course, it still has to be shipped. And for some people, that's just not an option. They just don't have, they just don't have the addresses to do it. So um, yeah, so there's, there are, you know, certainly ways that we can help for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I get that. Um, okay. So then 
we, since we kind of went over the barriers, I like to end it on a more positive note. Um, <laughs> so what, like what's working really well right now with um, the stuff that you're working on and even again, like broader in the industry, like what's going really, really well? That's great. Yeah. A lot of things are going really well. I think we've had a ton of momentum. Um, the three of us coming together, you know, again, we touched on this at the beginning, coming together as three co-founders, not knowing each other before all of this could have been an absolute recipe for disaster. But, <laughs> um, you know, we, we, I will say like, you know, it's not as though we just kind of threw, threw caution to the wind and, you know, we really carefully connected with each other. And of course knew that we were, this was going to be a long-term relationship that the three of us would be embarking upon. So that's, Certainly we, we gave it the gravitas and respect it required, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's working really well. The three of us are working really well together. I think we complement each other's strengths and weaknesses, you know, nicely, which is exactly what, how it should work, right? And we have a really awesome group of advisors that we've brought together to support us as well, which has been super. I mentioned the B Corp assessment, working through that. Um, we, haven't, we haven't actually submitted it yet. That's on me. I need to hit the submit <laughs> button. Um, you know, it's been great though, because it's really made us think through what we want the company to look like and what we, you know, our sort of ethos and who we are. And it will, you know, help us fully appreciate all the ways we can make great impact and demonstrate that ultimately a tech company can still be a really tremendous force for good. Um, and I think networking, I mean, it's so cliched, but authentically, if you network authentically, people are really genuinely interested in what we're doing. And that's been really great. And, um, you know, we've been really trying to stay true to that and making sure we're staying connected to our networks in a, in a good way. Um, I think also we've been, you know, it's, you got to put yourself out there when you're starting a new business. And we've done that for sure, seeking out opportunities to speak to people about the product like this. So thank <laughs> you again, um, you know, and, you know, hosting so many calls with so many interested people and really putting the personal touch on that, I think has been great. Um, so yeah, a lot of things working really well. We've had a lot of inbound interest, a lot of, um, a lot of companies who want to use unwrap it in the coming months for sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's going well, <laughs> it's going mm -hmm. well for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Like, um, well, I've never really started a business that didn't have an environmental aspect to it or social <laughs> aspect to it, but um, it is, I, I, I'm really like resonating with the, the part about just like having great conversations with people who are just so equally passionate about just life yeah. and like fixing things. Yes. Um, it, it helps. I think it helps like not just as a, a founder to have such a supportive group of people around you, but also like it makes for really deep relationships, like not just like surface level business relationships, but it's like, okay, we actually like connect on like a deeper level, you know, for sure. Um, yeah. And it just moves everything forward. Yeah. It's, and you know, another thing, it's thing I've really noticed is that, you know, the events industry, again, we're not, you know, just focused there, of course, but that's where we've been speaking to a lot of people. It used to be a very individual game, right? Like everyone was sort of frankly competing against one another to get attendees at their events. And because of what's happened over the last year, you know, there's been a lot more collaboration happening. And I think we're seeing a lot of event professionals supporting one another more than they ever have before. Um, and we've been able to, you know, obviously support that too. And, and you know, I think there's been a lot more of, let's call it treating it like a team sport. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, as a team, I think people are starting to see sustainability as one of those potential goals, right? So it's been mm -hmm. a, it's going to be a good way to talk to people again, like authentically about it. And as you just said, like create actual good and meaningful connections for sure. Mm -hmm. which is yeah. 
It sounds cheesy, but it's so real. It's, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. But it's people, it's really great to see. And it, you said it yourself, like over the five years you were working in the corporate world, you saw a shift. And I think that just continues, which is very heartening, right? That's good, good news for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I love it. Well, um, the, the last thing I want to leave everyone off with is how they can get in touch with Unwrap It, how they can download Unwrap It. Um, how can people connect with you? If you, you, you can mention it and then we'll share the links in the show sure. notes. Sure. Yes, of course. Well, the website's pretty straightforward, unwrapit, all one word, dot com. And people can go on there and see what we're all about. And if they'd like more information, they can book a demo. And most of the time it's yours truly who is going to be, <laughs> going to be walking them through that, which is fun. I enjoy that. Um, and then of course we're on uh, LinkedIn. We're pretty active on LinkedIn and Twitter. And so people can follow us there. We certainly are very um, interested in what's happening in the corporate gifting sort of world generally. And I think we post some great and interesting insights there. Um, so it's good, good to have a follow there as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us this week. Uh, it was really great chatting with you. Thanks. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Inner Circle. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts to help others find us and learn more about the circular economy. If you'd like to join the business network or donate to our nonprofit, you can learn more at impactzero.ca. And if you'd like to stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at impactzero.ca, on Twitter at impactzero underscore CA, or on LinkedIn by searching impactzero. Thanks so much for joining me this week, and we'll see you soon.